Hey guys, it's 2am and we've got some thoughts. Let's dive in. Welcome to episode number one. I'm Adriana. And I'm Chrissy. And we're the best roommates you could ever have, according to ourselves. And uh, we just thought we'd kick off the podcast by talking about why we wanted to do a podcast in the first place. So, you know, we've been living together for two years. We think we're pretty funny. Not sure you guys will be the judge of that. But uh, yeah, we would stay up super late all the time in our humble beginnings in Valley Village, California. Yep, was our first starter apartment, as we like to call it, because we've since upgraded. Uh, So yeah, we just want to bring it back to our roots us staying up till 2 a.m. literally every night every and night. talking. Just about nothing. About nothing. Nothing. Useless topics or really deep conversations about really important stuff. There, Honestly, it was either one or the other. Yeah. Not anything in between. No. But, uh, yeah, I thought we just... We like extremes it. in this apartment. So that's what we were going for with the 2 a.m. podcast. 2 a.m. podcast or bus. So <laughs> we're finally bringing this dream to fruition. And we'll be, you know, inviting some special guests. We have special guest correspondent and friend of the pod, Julia. Who hey. will bring in a lot of conversations about cults and ghosts and, you know, whatever other random rambles we got going on. And the other person we want to highlight is... Our producer, Raymond, he is just, you know, iPadding along, but he will be making sure he cuts <laughs> out all of the dumb shit we put in this podcast. So that's our team, people, and we're going to kick it off with murder. And now for everyone's favorite topic, or at least it should be, murder. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Something really, really weird happened on the eve of my 25th birthday, and I was coming back from the grocery store, and all of these cop cars started rolling up, and obviously, because I'm a huge snoop, we wanted to figure out, you know, what's happening outside of my neighborhood, because, like, a lot of stuff always goes on on Bluffside, and... Just like super calmly, I asked this woman next to me who had been sitting there for quite some time and she says, you know, hey, they just discovered a dead body, which is like the weirdest thing someone could possibly tell you as you were just sitting there. what you hope to hear, yet what you don't hope to hear. Like you want some crazy shit, but then when it happens, you're like, oh. You're like, I actually didn't want this. So of course, my number one thing that I needed to do after that moment when I found out I was a dead body was tell everyone, literally everyone, and immediately call Julia to come over since it's her favorite thing to talk about. So of course, Julia came up for murder, and um, if you're judging us right now, you should. We also we have no ethics. We don't know that it was murder. This is true. Likely wasn't, but it's more exciting that way. It's, yeah, it definitely wasn't murder. So the more the, the more we actually talked to people, and Julia was basically on the grounds doing all the work because we were all staring from our balcony. Telling me who to talk to. You're like, yo, that's the one who found the body. Go talk. Go talk to her quick. So I got a lot of information. So this woman told me, she was like, well, you know the dog Jack Bauer, right? And I'm like, I, no, no, I don't. <laughs> Can't um, say. And she's like, well, anyways, like he smelled, like this dog smelled the body. And then the, um. The couple that was walking the dog was like, oh, haha, yeah, what if it's a dead body? And joked and looked in the car and, yeah, it was a dead body. Um, <laughs> they said there were a lot of flies. 
in the car. So vile. It had been there for days. Days. And actually, you know what, Juliet? Let's tell the, yeah, let's the talk fun about, fact story that we have let's actually talk about, about what happened uh, two days before. Two days before. So there's a lot of stuff always going on in Bluffside, unfortunately. And we heard this giant explosion come from the side of our building. And of course, I was here because she's always here. This they is, can't get rid of me. This, we went to go investigate, of course, and it turned out some some hooligans <laughs> can't swear on this podcast because my mom's listening, probably. And um, they were lighting fireworks in the garage. So, of course, we went to go investigate what was going on and make sure Julia's car was okay. Happened yeah. to walk by it, which happened to be by the car with the dead body. Yeah, it was parked like three cars in front of it on the street. Very close. Yeah, very close. Very we walked close. right right by it. Right by it. And there was a horrible stench. I can't even describe this smell because imagine the worst smell you've ever smelled in your entire life. Triple that and then make it rot. And then make it dead. Make it dead. Make it days worth of decay. <laughs> and that's exactly what we smelled. And we thought it was manure. Yeah, I was thinking it was like mulch landscape Sewage. because I mean that smells like shit. So It smelled horrible. I and we were distracted. There had just been, like, an explosion that we didn't know what it was. And car alarms are going off. So it's not, like, you're like, oh, it's a dead body. That would not be in my that car. That would not be my first, no. first thought at no. all. So we can now say we've smelled a dead body before. And that is a proud fun fact that I will use going forward. I always honestly freeze in those, like, work meetings or, like. A fun fact. Fun fact. I like, mean, What's yeah. your most fun fact? Like, first of all, I'm not fun. Second of all, second of all, what's fun? Smelling a dead body. Smelling a dead body. Like, come on, top that. Next person who goes after me, I would love to see you actually top that. You couldn't, despite all that, you couldn't like forget the main task at hand, which was the coroner's not going to be here until between nine and ten. Now, I would just like to say, I didn't even know what a coroner was until Julia came over and showed me pictures. I knew. I knew what a coroner was. I had never seen one in action. So I, I knew that they came in vans. I knew that that's how they showed up, rolled up to a scene. Um, These are the people, if you guys don't know and you're not interested in murder like we are or weird, <laughs> messed up things, yeah. they're the ones who do the autopsies. So that's so a very gonna come, key, key person. Yeah, they're going to come collect the body and... Yeah, do the autopsy, do whatever they need to do. And we were on corner watch. We opened the blinds and just sat here and watched until we saw a van. And um, I don't think either of us have ever moved faster. I don't we think saw so. It I don't think to so. get downstairs. I think we sprinted. Like, yeah. verbatim, actually sprinted. And I don't move fast ever. It's true. She's I very do. slow. And actually physically watch the body get moved. That yes. was the craziest part. Like, watching a physical body be bagged up like that was insane yes it was wild because it doesn't seem real until you actually see you're like the body oh my god that is a person that is literally a person that just and by the way the person was found in the passenger seat yeah, passenger seat of the car the seat had been laid all the way down like reclined um and the windows are really tinted so it might be like oh why did no this one is the street where people are walking their dogs all the time they're always totally. out but like to see it, like you'd have to be like, no one would think to look in, it, look in the window, which is why probably nobody knows. Yeah, which is for why it wasn't until good old Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer um, sniffed it out. Our best friend, yeah, he snipped it out, and yeah, then they saw the flies. But like, 
And then came the flag. Yes. I mean, that's Which, honestly, how it if, goes. I know we're talking about it being murder, but honestly, I'm guessing it was an overdose. Yeah, it I mean. It seems overdosey to me. The signs are all pointing towards overdose. Why did nobody notice he was a gone for days? He didn't live here. Definitely didn't live here. No. I feel like any loved one would have been like, hey, where did this person go? Yeah, oh, weird. Their car's still outside on our street. <laughs> like, yeah. Which, by the way, I would like everybody to know that the car is still three weeks after. Three weeks. On our street. I par desire to figure out, you know, what happened will probably never be answered. But our biggest hope is that they moved the car. It's been weeks now, and I'm not really sure who to talk to, but... I, it's yeah. still there, and it makes me uneasy. It's a death car, and it's just right outside, and that it's taking juju. up prime parking. <laughs> More importantly, <laughs> the prime parking. So speaking of crime, we're going to move on to the Glee Curse, which, if you guys haven't heard of it, it's um, the most recent cases that Naya Rivera, who played Santana on Glee, was reported missing after swimming in a lake... In California with her four-year-old son. Peru? I don't know how you, how do you say that lake in yeah. Ventura Peru. County. Yeah. yeah, it's in Ventura P-I-R-U. County. It's north of LA. She went missing and they haven't found her body, but it can be assumed that she probably drowned to death. So therefore, we'd like to talk about it because this is not the first case of people from the Glee cast, um, you know, disappearing or dying and really sad scary tragic ways so we just wanted to open up this conversation since it's definitely a cursed show definitely cursed i would say i feel like you know we're all still pretty sad about the passing of cory monteith yeah seemed like such a genuine kind soul but had a huge drug addiction which is super unfortunate mm-hmm. definitely but mark sailing essentially got arrested for child pornography yeah and you know That's ended true. up committing suicide which is you know, just an all-around very sad situation, but... For all involved. You know, despite all the drama, it's just a very sad situation overall. There's just been a lot of tragedies that have plagued this cast. And, you know, we hope that they figure out what happened to her um, for the sake of her family and friends as soon as possible. Hey guys, sorry for the quick interjection. Just wanted to give a little bit of an update. The day after we actually recorded the podcast, Naya Rivera's body was actually found um, by authorities at the lake that she had previously disappeared from. Um, Just wanted to say that it's a super tragic accident and um, really just sending love to her family. Um, She was very talented and definitely had a bright future ahead of her. So it's a very, very sad situation um, and all the best wishes for her family Um, and on to the rest of the podcast. So the biggest thing we want to talk about on this podcast is actually the great mask debate. And this is a really ongoing, you know, American problem that, you know, other countries don't seem to have a problem with because there isn't an amount of individualism as there is in the U.S. or just lack of social responsibility. Or just brain cells, you know? (laughs) Also that. Let's throw that out there. I just think that might be what it comes down to. It's definitely true. So... We were talking about this, and we really feel like, you know, the World Health Organization messed up by saying masks were, you know, not required, but strongly recommended. And that's the problem here, because you already set people up for failure from the beginning, from the beginning. People don't think it's necessary, and 
you know, you have this, like, war on Karens where all these, you know, middle-class women are popping up, fighting people in grocery stores. What are the reasons why people don't want to wear a mask? Well, they're citing, like, their own, like, health problems. Like, she's just like, well, I have migraines. Like, it hurts on your head. It's like, hey, no one said it was comfortable. Like, do you think I want to wear this mask every time I leave? Like, Nobody wants to wear a mask. No, it's annoying. It's like, especially as hot as it is right now, it's the middle of summer, it's traps a lot of sweat, it's hard to it's really through. hard. Like I see people out running in it, and I'm like, "Kudos to you, because that is very impressive." I don't know if I could run in this heat without a mask. So you know, um, strong civilian response. These people who are complaining about you know not wanting to wear a mask, they give me the vibes of okay. So back when I used to work at the state fair, West Virginia. Yeah, let's let's side note preface this. So Julia used to be an ex carney. Yeah. This, these people who are complaining about masks give me the exact same vibes of the people who would tell me, like, I need to sit at this table for medical reasons. Like you mentioned before, the one reason why people don't want to wear a mask is because they feel like they can't breathe. Yeah. Well, surprise, if you get COVID, you definitely won't be able to breathe. Oh. So wear a mask. You want a ventilator crammed on your esophagus? No. You definitely don't. Well, you don't breathe through your esophagus, I guess. That's basic anatomy. (laughs) That was my bad. Um, Regardless, throat, you don't want anything, like, crammed down there for you to breathe through, like, by a machine. It's just, I like, mean, no, your, thank yourself. you. Save yourself. Save yourself by wearing the mask. It's, it's like, uncomfortable, but we're all doing it. Yeah. Just, it sucks, just be but a part of society. You just, yeah. And then the other issue that people are citing, well, it's, you know, it's my body, it's my choice, and it's so irrelevant to what's happening right now because... It's not just your body. It's other people's bodies. No, it's the, the immunocompromised. You're, you're affecting everybody. Yeah. If you cough, you could infect someone that is, you know, 40 plus. Yeah. Has, you know, another disease that they're also fighting off. Right. And, and we could all be sitting here asymptomatic as shit. And, like, completely. somebody's out there with, like, an autoimmune disorder. And you just don't know. And we're just like, oh, I'm not going to wear my mask today. And, like, like, just well, spreading your germ. It doesn't affect me, so it's not my problem. And that's the fault with America. That is the American way. That is the yeah. American dream, apparently, to people. It's not my problem because I'm not going to get sick. And I'm the most important person in the world. And, you know, Americans, it's not about you. It never has been. It never <laughs> has been, people. I just think it's so crazy that we're almost at, if not already, 50,000 cases a day in the yeah. U.S. Yeah. And you have, I saw this super alarming stat that there are 2.6 billion people in Europe and Asia, and there's only 44,000 cases overall. And we have over that amount every single day. With Florida as the new epicenter, because Floridians are the epitome of America right now and just don't care. They don't care. America is the Florida to the world. That is true. You know what's crazy is like we were all taught that America was like this big superpower where the most intelligent, the most powerful, the most impactful. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all clowns. We yeah. are literally clowns. The world is laughing so hard at, us. at our faces. And, you know, we and deserve Trump. it. And we deserve it. And they're closing all our borders to us. And honestly, we deserve it. Yeah. I mean, put I us just... in time out. Can I ban these people from traveling anywhere near me? I wish. <laughs> I, I wish. And honestly, I'm mad that I didn't move to Canada earlier because now I'm stuck. Yeah. Now we're stuck. No. But. I'm stuck in this, like. <laughs> The point is, is we need to continue this war on Karens, and truly, everybody, wear a mask. Just do it. It Just do it. It's really not that hard. As my lord and savior, my president, Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, 
mm-hmm. says, and you should definitely follow his Instagram if you don't, because I it's don't. Hilarious. Should I follow? You should. It is very sassy, but also very poignant, and I appreciate it every single okay. day. And he basically keeps telling America, just wear a mask. Just wear a damn mask. Yeah, I don't see up. what the problem is. Chin just strap. do it. No chin strap. He did this sassy remark where he wore his mask on his chin and was like, this is not a mask. This <laughs> is a chin strap. Don't wear a chin strap. Wear a mask. And is just sassing everybody in New York City. But honestly, we need more people like him because apparently there's no collective responsibility. Yeah. When I go onto his um, Instagram, I see that you've liked every post. <laughs> this is probably going to be a reoccurring topic on the podcast, but I love him. As much as I would love to keep talking about my love for Cuomo, I think it's just important to reiterate, wear a mask. It's really not that hard and you're saving lives out there. So you should feel good about yourself and that you're a socially responsible citizen. And to be honest, there really shouldn't even be a debate about whether or not to wear a mask. So just do it. End of the story. All right, and now it's time for Fuego. Or no-go. With our first topic, open marriages. You know, they exist. Didn't really know that until recently when we listened (laughs) to the Smiths talk about it. And if you guys don't know this, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett recently had a conversation at Jada's TV show on Facebook Watch called The Red Table Talk. And they talked about having a partnership with each other, but also inviting other people into their marriage, which was something very interesting to hear from, like, the two people that everyone considers, like, the father and mother of television and film, especially Will Smith, of all people. So we're just going to, you know, hash this out. What do we think of open marriages? Let's figure it out. So I, myself, Chrissy, do not believe in open marriages, relationships, anything. I don't care. I don't think there's any exception. I just feel strongly that you should only be with one person at a time if you're in a quote-unquote relationship. Otherwise, just don't be in one. So, it's my stance. I'm going to have a little bit of a devil's advocate over here from Julia, who, by the way, doesn't believe in this, but, you know, what's life without contention? I guess, like, in defense of open marriage, or entanglements, as she called it, you know... Maybe that's what works for them. Maybe they're just like, oh, my God, like, oh, I like this person. I want him around. But also, like, God damn it, I hate them. <laughs> like, but, you know, it's like, maybe it's like at that point, like, oh, it's a deeper bond. goes deeper than just whatever it is they want to do in their entanglements. So they get that out of our system. Those people run along. They still have their, like, quote, unquote, strong marriage. And strong maybe foundation. that's what works. I mean, I don't see how that, like... You know, there's a strong case for our relationships between people really meant to be monogamous. Is that really something that humans can strive for? Or is it like you have multiple loves of your lives and maybe during and at the same time? So thoughts on monogamy versus uh, a bunch of people? Um, I am all for monogamy. I just think that... You can only truly focus on one person at a time. That's fair. So I just don't think it's fair to expect a group of people to be okay with you dividing your attention up amongst them. And I feel like that kind of defines what the point of a relationship is. So if you're 
not willing to commit and just be with the one person, then just date around, but don't call it a relationship because it's not what it is. So that's my stance. What about if it's a marriage, though? Like, what if you were married to this person for, like, 25 years? And as we all know, relationships deteriorate as, you know, the years go by. It's harder to keep the spark alive. You have kids. More financial stresses. I mean, like... You get sick of each other. <laughs> you just get sick of each other sometimes because you're just always around each other. Like, how do you how do you manage that? How do you not lose your mind? Because I, myself, am a monogamy person, but I also see the argument that people make. Whether or not that makes sense for an open marriage is a different question. Right. But... People should do whatever they want. I mean, who are we to judge? There are so many... <laughs> weirdo well you know i'm not gonna bring cults into it that's a whole other topic but i'm just saying you're gonna compare cults to open marriages i mean wow that's, that's a really who's judging now julia hold who's on. judging now don't take my microphone away i'm just saying <laughs> that. when have you not heard of a cult that's like an open marriage scenario? okay producer ray can you cut this out please cut this out i'm just Cut this out. No, you're done. Okay. Shut it down. Shut it down. Her closing statement has been revoked. Um, I'll make your closing (laughs) statement since uh, you somehow made it. All I see are three faces of horror. Make it to cold. Um, Basically, open marriages, you know, not necessarily something that all of us agree on. um, Because as Chrissy mentioned, if you're going to have a marriage, it should be between two people. And inviting other people into your marriage seems a little weird. At that point, you might as well just have a relationship and then continue to have, you know, other relationships with people if that's what you're both okay with. But, you know, having an open marriage just strikes me as kind of odd. But, um, I mean, if you have kids, like, I don't know. None of us have kids. So Mm. maybe that just brings, like, a whole other layer into Mm. it, honestly. Yeah, this is all – I feel like everybody here is team monogamy (laughs) except for Julia's – Attempts to rebuttal for team, <laughs> team open marriage um, before it got a little dark. And well, judgy. <laughs> and very judgy, uh, these people. Yeah. She compared to cults. What was it back in like the 70s or whatever when they had like key parties? <laughs> like, Are we talking about swingers? Yeah, we're talking about swingers. Okay. I mean, that's kind we're of like the OG it. open marriage, isn't it? Like people who just like swing around. So it's been a thing for like. Years and years and years. There's, um, there's two different types of open marriages, though, is what I've heard. So there's the types where you both willingly do things like swingers, like where you're swinger party. Yeah. You both know you're both actively seeking other partners and right. even in, are involving your significant other. And then there are the open marriages that are very much like, don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to go, you know, sleep with this person or have a relationship with See, this I person. I think it's weird if it's sneaky. Well, I don't know. Maybe, again, that's their thing. They're like, oh, like, they like the, like, whole hush-hush, like, aspect about it. But then that's weird in a marriage. I think, though, like, you to know, be, like, some people, you know how people get jealous in general, though? It's yeah. like they don't want to talk about the other person to their, you know, husband or wife because it just might create more issues. But, like, when you've been married to someone or in a relationship with someone for so long, maybe it's just a lot harder to keep, you know, the romantic spark alive. You're just in this, yeah. like, very routinized life you're really bored and you're just like looking for some excitement. You don't feel good about yourself. You want to look elsewhere. And so you both have an open conversation about being able to experience that and not feel like you're betraying the marriage. Now who's devil's advocate? I know. Shoot. Am I for open marriage? <laughs> I think I like that completely was, just convinced myself. That was a way better argument than my cult's, cult's argument. Cult. <laughs> 
I think, thank God I took this one over, <laughs> because, I, I was know. going in a dark place. I am in a dark place, in general, <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, we just wanted to give a full scope, you know, since the Smith issue is pretty relevant right now, about, you I mean, know, open marriages versus not, so. People are tweeting entanglement jokes left and right, so. I mean, entang- let's be real here. Entanglement, weird word choice. Very weird. Amazing word choice. I'm going to start using it for <laughs> everything I've ever done. Of course, of course. Like, oh yeah, my entanglement at Lono with the old man. I mean, that is not. <laughs> that sounds really Let wrong just... to anybody who doesn't know what you're talking about. I, I spoke really quickly, and my brain didn't. <laughs> register where that was going um ray producer ray also edit this part <laughs> yeah. out i did not have an entanglement with an old man at lono that was our 2am podcast thank you so much for tuning in to our first episode um and dealing with this hot mess of a group so uh, we hope you come back and we promise to do better next time so i'm chrissy I'm Adriana. <laughs> this is 2AM Podcast. <laughs>